Well, friends, it's another week. It's another episode of the Cod Pod, a little show we like to call Create or Die. And this, this is your host, Ike Allred. Now today, we've got another good one, believe it or not. So buckle up. Things are happening, let me tell you. With uh, Creator Die, the podcast, the brand, the empire, <laughs> we've got some good things coming. One of those good things, I don't know if I've mentioned it on this show or not, is uh, the official Create or Die truck. Okay? It's gonna be fully wrapped, branded, Create or Die truck. So if you're in Utah, especially Utah County, be prepared. That thing's going to be driving up up and down the streets. You're going to be handing out creativity smiles wherever we go. Um, get you some of that. That's all I can say. Okay? <laughs> but seriously, it's exciting. People are reaching out. They want to be on the show. They like what it is we're putting down. They align with our mission, which need to do a better job at articulating but essentially it's to help inspire creatives and and help mitigate against imposter syndrome which it's real we all have it and it's not creatives but it you know seems to cut a little more sharply in this creative realm than in others because you know it's personal we're taking what we do, a piece of our heart, we're ripping it out, we're serving it up on a platter, throwing it up against the wall, seeing if, if it sticks, and it's vulnerable, okay? So I could obviously go on about that, and I have in the past, but we've got, uh, we've got a good episode that I promised to uh, talk to all y'all about, right? I mean, we've got us a sweet guest, and and this guest, let me tell you, he's no stranger to the world of design in all of its different forms, from print to web. He's done it all. You might call him the 007 of design. He likes his creative cocktail shaken, not stirred. Yes, I'm talking about none other than Mr. Stevenson, Mark Stevenson. Mark has an extensive career working both at agencies and in-house at some of the best brands along these slopes made of silicon. As a creative leader, Mark is diligent at attending to the needs of his team while inspiring all around him with his ability to breathe new life into any project that crosses his path. I'm honored to introduce my friend and colleague, the man with a license to kill Bad design. Mark the Man Stevenson. All right. So, Mark, finally, we've got you on the program. I appreciate you uh, agreeing to join us. Thanks, Ike. Yeah, it's been a while, man. I, I apologize for the delay. I know there's been a few times where we were trying to get together and on board, and things get happening in our daily lives, and uh, 
yeah, it's just been a, a hot minute, but I'm glad that, uh, yeah, very fortunate and excited to talk to you today. So. Yeah, no, totally understood. It's, uh, it's a busy time um, for both of us, both uh, professionally and personally, and uh, we, we're rolling with it for sure. Um, so, you know, obviously we've been working together for going on four years and, uh, you know, had several chats. I've, I've learned pieces here and there um, about you and, and what it is you like to do for a creative outlet. I know you're an amazing designer and, and you show that to us at work every day, but um, tell me a little bit more about how you create in general. Sure, yeah, I'd love to. So I'm gonna kind of age myself, I think here. <laughs> um, you know, I've got a few years under my belt. Um, and I'd say that, um, you know, with my years of experience, um, I've been extremely fortunate to have had like opportunities and um, you know, like working and being inspired from amazing creatives like yourself, Ike, to work and refine my craft in, you know, print and uh, layout design, brand identification, logo development. Um. Hey, sorry about this quick interruption. I want to try something. Wherever you're listening to or watching this, YouTube, whatever, go to the comments, leave a quick comment nothing fancy just where you're listening to this from you're listening to it from the office from utah from california from england wherever just drop it in the comments and what's going to happen that's going to help the engagement and more people will get a chance to see or hear this podcast appreciate it and if you haven't done it already hit that subscribe button and give us a like it, it helps a lot really appreciate it web and then like mobile design these days and so I guess if um, I had to choose today um, where I feel like my strongest skills and experience lie I would um, probably say like visual brand strategy like identity and design and then with a solid runner-up in probably UI um, I know that's a lot um, but again I, I feel so fortunate throughout my career to have worked with so many companies and have done so many different things and met so many great people. So, yeah, that's awesome. And uh, yeah, and you're you're one of those that that I love working with, where you you have some specialties, but it's kind of like that T-shaped specialty, you know, uh, where you you've got that um, kind of foundation in design, but you're able to apply that to UI web design and print design and um, and and like you said I'm sure you know experience and, and uh, working with with other creatives over the years has helped sharpen those different skills um, but let's uh, let's go back even further where where did you get that original love for creating yeah no it's this is a great um a great question. So, and I've got kind of a fun answer, um, and I don't know if I've ever shared this with you, but um, you know, my family, particularly my mom and I, over like over my whole career, my mom had a story that she shared with me, um, and it was basically so. I had a my mom's mom, my grandmother. She passed away before I was born um, with pneumonia, 
And apparently, um, my mom told me this story that when she was young, that her mom would um, um, always like for lunches, they she'd make my mom's and my aunt's lunches and put them in these paper bags, you know, and before school. And, and but in doing so, every morning she would actually draw an illustration or some sort of like crazy picture on their lunch bags. Um, specifically my mom and um, to the point of where it drew a lot of attention at school like there were teachers and um, friends of my mom's that were always like so excited to see what my grandmother had drawn on their lunch bags so I thought that was really interesting and we we talk about it to this day like I said that um, I think I get a lot of that um, passing of Maybe the creative my my grandmother had yeah. um, was given to me um, as a gift, and a little of her creative soul that I think resides in me. And so that's kind of um, you know it could be speculating, but I think that's one maybe thing that we we wonder if that's why I was so dri- driven to to art and design. Um, sure. Did your mom do any of that type of stuff for you? Like drawing your lunch bags? Or no, she didn't. She didn't. Okay, wow. Yeah. I, and, uh, you know, I, we've, we've tried to like, see if there was, she had, she had never found the bags, but she said that there were times where she would actually bring home the lunch bags and like hide them under her bed. Um, because she was trying to make this collection of them and she had them, but over years, she never knew where they, where they went. And so I would have loved to have seen these, but my mom's like, yeah, she would be like these really cool little illustrations of like a sunset or a sun in the morning. My mom's like, it's would be from like either like a strong illustration or a real simplistic like sketch. Yeah. Um, So I don't know, you know, it's things like that make you wonder, you know, if, if those kind of things pass on sure no i i believe so and um so when you heard those stories like in your youth did that uh inspire you to draw yourself then is that where it started with drawing it it did it did and um this kind of leads me to my next thing is like you know i i had always drew because obviously before the computers it was like hand drawing and and um when i got into high school I was on the yearbook committee cool. and I, I participated in that and that's where I think the design advertising part kind of came into play as well as I was really into um, taking art classes and I won some like first and second place um, art shows with some of the work I had done then so high school was a big a big point in my early years where I that's what kind of gave me that foundation that idea of like hey um, this is really what I want to do and proceed and, and yeah. get into it. So. That's great. Yeah. So yearbook committee doing uh, layout um, and that's a great segue obviously into design, graphic design. Yeah. Um, so I remember I, I wasn't in on the yearbook committee, but I, I got the chance to design my senior year uh, cover of the yearbook. Like they came to the, the art students and, Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember at the time they were using Quark Express for layout, and that was pretty daunting to me. I, I didn't want anything to do with that. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so, 
Okay, so next steps, you out of high school, you had some success there. You knew that you wanted to pursue this, and and uh, what did you do after that? Did you go to school, get a job? I did. Yeah, so I um, actually, so I'll kind of back up. We can just go slowly through, I guess, yeah. my career. Is, so I was working um, in a retail grocery store for like 10 years in their produce department, and in doing so i was actually hand drawing a lot of like retail signs for fruit and stuff you know and and um, got some attention there from corporate visitors for the company they would come in and do these like monthly like store checks and stuff and saw my talents and one guy said hey who's who's doing these signs by hand and and my manager told told him and one thing led to another. I built some relationship with them and was able to, um, after I had finished, um, well, I was going to college, uh, um, doing an associate's degree in design at the time and working. Yeah. And then as soon as I graduated from that, um, actually got an offer to work in the division office of this company doing um, advertising and design and, and newspaper design and, and in-store signage and you name it um so that's really that's what really kind of launched me into my first professional um opportunity and um that's when about the time like we were doing all typesetting and that's when we got computers so we had like a power mac that has been uh, just came into play there and so that was all new and that's kind of where i my where i really started learning the computer and the the layout skills um, digitally so that's cool. I never heard that story. So, uh, you know, it's kind of rags to riches a little bit. You're you're not doing a design design yeah. job. You're uh-huh. you're in there working with the fruit, and you decide to use your creative talents, and it gets noticed by the right people, and you get yeah. invited to work at corporate or whatever. I love it. That's mm-hmm. super cool. Yeah. And uh, so, you graduated. You got your associates. You know, that gave you, uh, uh, this opportunity gave you a taste for computers and graphic design of the future. Um, and then uh, what, what were the next steps after yeah. that? Yeah. Um, so I actually, um, during that time, it was a busy part of my uh, life. So I actually had the opportunity to do some internships locally at a couple of um, ad agencies. Um, and that's a, that was a really good eye opener. Um, diving deep with, you know, professional creatives in these um, these, these studios doing. Um, I might have told you this story. Um, and I, I won't share names of the companies, but like where one of their main clients was MGM, and so we were. I was asked to help like build these brand boards and stuff for these movies coming out they were working on so all the brand work from for like let's say like Casper the yeah. movie and and Dragonheart so it's kind of dating me again knowing <laughs> some of these shows but it was extremely extremely fun to like yeah. substrates and things and, and, and picking out like clothing materials and, and metal shapes and things and just bringing all this to the table and prepping these boards for these board meetings with these executives that were coming in so um I think those internships served me well, and those what those and knowing people in those what kind of launched me into my my next part of my career in other companies. Um, just kind so, of working. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, with that experience uh, working mm-hmm. on 
that uh, movie stuff, MGM and, and uh, Casper and different things, um, did were those like pitches for work? And if so, did did you guys land that? And was it was it web? Was it uh, print? I'm curious what you ended up. Yeah, doing. yeah. So we had actually landed the job. We had already we were like a sole partner for MGM, this agency I worked for, and okay. so we had already had the job. They were just there were certain sectors that were like, okay, we want to see like clothing design for the movie. What would those look like? Um, there was like wood cutting. So I was working with a guy, uh, I can't remember his name, but he was actually like physically like cutting out like these really cool like dragon shapes in wood. Oh, wow. Presenting those for like handles of like knives and things. And then like oh. jewelry, like getting, we had like tons of stuff brought in, um, different like antique jewelry pieces and building like necklaces and stuff. And so oh. it's really cool to get in there and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, work with people on that. That's super cool. And then, uh, like you mentioned, yeah, working uh, in Silicon Slopes, you know, on different uh, studios in-house and, and agency work. And, um, and throughout that, you know, you've talked a little bit about your skill sets, the different types of design uh, you do from web to print. Um, but stepping back from all of that do you have a a favorite part of the just creative process you know agnostic of what the actual area is in yeah yeah so there there are several things you know um let's say you know obviously team collaboration um the brainstorming the exploration the discovery of a project all those initial things um coming together i love working with teams and, and, and coming up with ideas. Um, you know, I feel like I'm always striving to think outside the box, um, creating and solving something that's never been created. Um, yeah. if the opportunity and the time is allowed, um, like delivering a creative strategic solution that meets customers priorities and needs, um, you know, and, and knowing, seeing that outcome and that successful outcome on things. And so, yeah, I would say more than anything, it's just the brainstorming collaboration with people. Yeah, so yeah, so kind of the the beginning stages, and and then also it's nice to see the the end and, and kind of how it was received by by the client, and did it really solve the the problems um, that they were looking to solve, um, and that is uh, something that's really tricky as a creative. I imagine you've seen this as well. I know we've struggled, you know, in our current positions to kind of find metrics or way to measure what it is we do and how it impacts the final uh, product. Um, You know, what are your thoughts on that? Have you been able to crack that nut or have you had places you've worked at in the past where you feel like they had a better handle on how to really quantify what it is that, that we bring as far as value from as from a creative standpoint? Yeah, no, you know, it, it's tough. Um, and uh, I think it it's, I haven't seen that yet where, you know, data is what um, drives, you know, that process. I think it's, it's pretty much like where we're at now with MX. I mean, I think we do a great job at, um, with our process and such there, but um, yeah, it's, it's been across the board, to be honest with you, if I think yeah. about it. 
Yeah. Well, that's good to hear. That's all, you know, I ask people every once in a while, maybe, you know, maybe there's something I missed along the way. And, and, but uh, yeah, it it does seem to be universal. And uh, and I think what goes along with that a little bit is something I like to ask people about on, on this program is with regards to like doubt and imposter syndrome and, um, You know, I mean, you've got a few years more experience than me. And so have you reached that point where you're no longer experiencing imposter syndrome or is it something you still run into? Uh, yeah, now and then, I would say. Yeah. I would definitely. I, and I think that goes for everybody I've, people I've known, anybody I've ever talked to in my career. I think it happens. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And uh, it sounds like, you say now and then, so it's it probably doesn't happen as often. Do you, oh. Did it happen more earlier on in your career? It did. Yeah. It did. Okay, so there's there's hope for people out there that that maybe it's not always going to be like this. You start you've you've seen you've seen this rodeo before. You yes. you know what it looks like on the other side, and that gives you confidence and the ability to maybe convey confidence in mm-hmm. stakeholders and clients. Absolutely. Oh, that's great. And uh, speaking of the youth, the next generation of designers or creatives out there, yeah. you know, what uh, what kind of feedback, or, or not feedback, what, what kind of advice would you give them or yourself if you were to go back 20 years and say, hey, this, is, this will help you out? Yeah, obviously, you know, I think it's... Um you always kind of hear it, but, um, and they're the general things like, you know, networking. Um, I found, especially in my younger years, um, that became huge for me. Um, you know, again, like when I was, when you work for somebody and you work with a team and they, they move on and they always keep you in mind. So, um, and whether it's working with teammates that move on that you stay in contact with, um, you know, I think, um, there's local foundations out there, like becoming a member of like the local AGI, AIGA, sorry, chapters. Um, you know, I've been a member with that before and, you know, went to all the luncheons and activities that uh, they hold that are really great. Um, met a lot of great people there. Um, and, you know, always looking for inspiration as well. Um, I, I think as creatives, obviously we're, we're kind of taught that, especially in school. Um, you know, what I like to do and have done is, um, as well as like, for inspiration is like attend conferences out of state. Like you got the Adobe Max conferences, you've got, you know, I subscribe to, I've got, seriously, I've got probably 20 years, this is gonna sound crazy, uh, communication arts, um, hard copy, books in my office that I've got a library of. So, you know, subscriptions of things, you know, things you can refer back to when you have time and and just, you know, glance back. Um, And then, you know, you got online resources like Behance and then and Dribble and such that I'm constantly, you know, looking towards and looking at, um, you know, Pinterest and such. So, you know, I think, again, it's a lot of people out there probably know these, but um, I'm a true believer in a lot of that. Um, that's brought a lot of success to me. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, no, um, 
you know, I'll, I'll touch on the networking thing in a moment. I, I think that's great. But to kind of hit on that last point about uh, inspiration, it's kind of like, you know, garbage in, garbage out. So like, or vice versa, you know, if you're pulling in amazing work and, and consuming that and looking at it, you know, critically, like, what is it that's good about this, How, you know, and, and that that's going to help sharpen your work. I remember being worried initially, like working at a studio, I don't want people to see that I'm looking at other inspiration, you know, like they might think I'm trying to copy it or, or whatever. But yes, yeah, it's everyone does it and it's the right solution, right? Am I? It is. <laughs> it is. Yeah. And yeah. you know, yeah, like, you know, a couple other things that um, from a personal thing that I, I, I do, um, it's kind of fun to share is, you know, I've always been a big fan of like what's, what the design communities are doing over in Europe. Um, oh, yeah. and to this day, I'm always over, you know, looking on like agency sites and, and different, different sites that are um, over on, in that side of the world. Um, I think there's a lot of inspiration and great like design that comes out of there that you never see here. In, you know yeah. on our site so to me that's a big you know piece of advice maybe to you know good really cool cool stuff out there um yeah and you know and, and i you know this i'm a big automotive like car guru and you know i think over the years with technology with computers and stuff the the things like um that are being generated and created in car design these days you know i look at you know the interiors and the you know like the the light diodes in a in a, a light of a car like there's so much like different patterns and colors that are being used in a lot of environmental design i guess you could say as well um for me i don't know why that works but i'll yeah. i'll you know, i'll go to a, a car manufacturer's site and dive deep into like their libraries of stuff and their concepts and things and it's kind of strange but i get a lot of satisfaction and a lot of like ideas to kind of jump yeah. off of from from them doing stuff so yeah no that's great and i, I remember uh a couple years back you were was it was maybe one of your first uh web projects you did for us at mx where um it was something about a bmw experience oh, and, yeah. or something like that and uh and that's that's a piece that i think you surprised all of us on because it was like wow this really captured uh you know the essence of bmw and and those kind of motorhead uh crowd and yeah. you know makes sense that uh that's one of your passions and, and you and you look at that stuff for inspiration yeah that's cool so um just to kind of close out the loop on on what you shared there about networking couldn't agree more you know it's great to uh keep in touch with those that that move on or you know i think that that's one of the best things about you know secondary education school college is you know you rub shoulders with uh students that may go on to do cool things as well as a lot of the professors or maybe adjunct professors who uh you know working in the industry and, and those can really help you get that first start um, and so, yeah, that's, that's great advice and a good reminder that there are other ways to network, go to those AIGA, um, events and, and mm -hmm. conferences. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so speaking of networking, let's say uh, somebody listens to this and they're like, yeah, that Mark guy, he's got it figured out. I'd love to pick his brain. Um, what's the best way to to get in touch with you? You have a social media uh, platform that you're most kind of frequent? Yeah, I would say, you know, um, the, the basics, either, you know, LinkedIn, you can look at my profile there, Mark Stevenson, or just a, an email, you know, um, directly to me. I think those are the two best I can think of, so. Okay, great. Do you have a, is your email address on LinkedIn, or is that something you want to share here? Or? I can share it here. I do have it on there. It's um, it's Mark, M-A-R-K, 777, <laughs> lucky number seven, yep. Stevenson, S-T-E-V-E-N-S-O-N at gmail.com. Awesome. Great. Well, I'll put that up there in, uh, in text. But. <laughs> yeah. Cool. This has been awesome, Mark. I'm glad we were able to finally find some time to record this episode and I think you've given me and our listeners uh, some great things to, to think about and and inspire us to be better at uh, finding inspiration in, in what we do and continuing to network kind of my takeaways yeah. absolutely no it's been awesome I really appreciate the time and yeah this is great I'm very honored awesome thank you Mark once again, I'd like to say thanks to my boy Mark for being on the program. Really enjoyed it. And man, what, what great reminders about things that we all should be doing with regards to networking or being inspired by others' work. People that we know or people that we don't. People that we follow on Instagram or find their stuff on Pinterest or Behance or ArtStation. Wherever it is, get inspired. And I'm not talking about copying, you know. You get you 10, 20 different sources and let it percolate in your mind and then just throw something on the canvas or the Figma board or on the guitar. However it is that you create, I guarantee it. If you lean on inspiration, you're gonna be glad you did. I know you've been telling your friends, I know you've been telling your family. I appreciate it, the word's getting out there. Just keep on doing it. If you're listening to this at work, take your headphones off, look to the person to your right, and say, get you some Creator Die podcast. Just get you some of that. If there isn't a person to your right or you're feeling extra generous, you go ahead and turn yourself to the left and do the same. It's that easy. (laughs) Until next time, my friends, keep on creating. Create or die.